Hey, Sound Opinions listeners, if you support us on Patreon, you get to listen to our podcast ad-free on Patreon. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we'll be hearing comments from our listeners and some buried treasures picks from our staff. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. We're also sharing a new batch of buried treasures, great music flying under the radar. Yeah, Greg, we do these shows uh, a couple times a year. We dig deep for music that many people won't have heard. I was thinking I wanted to pose a question to you. What separates or what elevates a buried treasure into the mainstream? Because it seems like maybe one out of 10 or 20 (laughs) of these ever go on to anything. Not that that matters. Right. I mean, uh, most of it's super obscure and stays that way. Two critics in Chicago telling people that they need to listen to this isn't going to change their uh, commercial fate. But I mean, uh, I go back sometimes and listen to, to buried treasures that we had years ago just to see... Yeah, whether do, it do holds they up. hold up? Yeah. yeah, and I would say the majority of them do, at least for me. Well, it underscores that there is so much great music out there these days uh, that people are able to record and distribute mm-hmm. themselves independently. Well, I and I also think it's uh, sort of the answer to well, they just don't make them like they used to. Or that argument, or the music has deteriorated over the decades. I think it's better than ever in a lot of ways. And uh, I think hopefully the next uh, hour or so of listening will prove that again, yet again. Yeah, there you go. And as I always tell my my students in the uh, classes I teach about criticism, the commercial accomplishments have nothing to do with the artistic success. Although we wish that every one of the artists we're going to highlight could sustain themselves. I'm going to start with a fascinating uh, singer-songwriter who's just got this uh, sort of effervescent spirit. Her name is Oleana of French and Mexican parents, grew up in Paris, then moved to Toronto, where she formed a, uh, a very productive uh, relationship with a music producer named Tootie, and uh, he is really able to build these wonderful melodic settings for her uh, silky, just otherworldly uh, voice. It, it's a beautiful instrument. Her debut album just came out. It is called Time. It follows uh, several singles. Um, I love the use of acoustic and electronic instruments, a kind of seamless blend of two things that don't often go together very well. And I love those reverb-drenched vocals. Beautiful instrument delivered in, in a wonderful, wonderful setting. This is a song called Jupiter by Oleana. Oleana with Jupiter 
isn't that isn't that a a gin and tonic, a, a frosty <laughs> gin and tonic on this heat wave of a day? Well, when you said French, you know that sort of made the uh, connection for me. It, it does sort of have that breathy French pop style. You yeah. know, with how much she owes to that, I don't know, but it sure reminds me of that. Uh, my first uh, choice for a buried treasure, Jim, is a Chicago band that I have long loved. Uh, played them on the show before called Dead, D-E-H-D. You are a fan of this group. I am a fan. It's a trio that they formed in 2015. They've been uh, recording and, and, and performing steadily since then. Their fourth album, Blue Skies, is is just now out, and I and I love it. I think uh, they combine a pop sensibility with, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a... I wouldn't call them uh, virtuoso musicians. Uh, there is that indie rock, uh, lo-fi quality about mm-hmm. the instrumentation, but the songs are there. And the real wild card here, uh, the person who puts this band over the top for me is the singer, Emily Camp. Yeah. She is a terrific voice, and the way she uses her voice as an instrument in a lot of these songs. In other words, there's a lot of wordless uh, vocals, a lot of wordless emphasis, the way she'll... She'll put the stutter in a, in a song like Redemption just to sort of drive it home uh, on this song that I'm going to play here. Um, I think this is the standout track on a record full of really good songs. It's called Bad Love from Dead on Sound Opinions. Love is the name of the song. Blue Skies is the album, a band that just keeps getting better Bad with each love, release. Very, very, very good. <laughs> yes. You know, and also there's only one rock critic, uh, albeit a horrible cliche word for that song, anthemic. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it, true. It is a fantastic anthem. Um, where do we get buried treasures? Our antenna are up all the time. We read all these emails that we get from our listeners. We look at the pitches from indie publicists, you know, and, and just word of mouth. Uh, but this one comes from Patreon, uh, Greg. A.S. Van Dorsten, uh, one of our supporters, said, I got to hear this. Jim, you got to hear this. Uh, sitting pretty between wet leg and war paint. I'm hooked hmm. ready, right? Okay. Is body type. Everything is dangerous, but nothing's surprising. This is a band that comes to us all the way from down under Sydney, Australia. Uh, female quartet, I would agree, wet leg, war paint, um, uh, you know, great stuff, uh, super melodic, catchy, uh, feminist empowering. Uh, this song I'm going to play, Buoyancy by Body Type, um, you know, has this great killer catchy chorus. And then the women start yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> Apropos of nothing. I don't know. I, generally speaking, I'm not a fan of the yodel. But in this context where I think they're talking about uh, the way identities are created online and so much of it is nonsense, uh, especially in the dating realm, everybody's positioning themselves. What do you look like is the question they pose. Sometimes all you got to do is uh, yodel in response. <laughs> Body type from Sydney, Australia with buoyancy. Well, he loves me, he's slides and sinking sand pie. 
Clancy. I was buoyed after hearing that. I'm hooked right away. Well, I, I was bouncing up and down with that uh, uh, intro, that yeah, extended yeah. jittery tempo. Yeah, honestly. that's great. But we got to play the yodel. Yeah. The yodel's got to be in there. Thank you, A.S. Van Dorsten. Yeah, some distinctive touches there. Um, I wanted to play a band uh, that I just become aware of. They actually put this uh, record out last year, but it was a very obscure release. Uh, they're from Morocco. It was self-released. They finally got a deal with a London label that put this record out in, in physical form. So it's starting to get some buzz now. Um, and I was blown away when I heard it. Uh, the name of the band is Tech Beer, spelled T-A-Q-B-I-R, from Morocco, as I said, a quintet. Uh, two young women started this band. They expanded to a full-on band. Uh, young women living in a very strict Islamic society that reduces mm. women to sort of a silent underclass, subservient to the patriarchy. And you can imagine what, these, what, this, what this record is about. They've got some anger. Four EPs talking about exactly that topic. Uh, you know, it reminds me a, a lot of, of some of the Tropicalia musicians in Brazil in the late 60s where playing this music could get you put in jail yeah. or worse. Yeah. Pussy Riot yeah. in the Soviet Union. You know, same kind of deal, the Rus- Russia. Uh, getting uh, government super, you know, surveillance because of the kind of music that they're putting out. Ruined lives because they made art. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, the, the women in, uh, in Tech Beer have talked about the fact that their families no longer want anything to do with them because they are so outside the mainstream. And what they have talked about is we're going to create music to create a new family for us mm-hmm. you know, uh, because there are people in the underclass, women in specifically in Morocco, in these Islamic societies that uh, feel undervalued, un- unheard, unseen. Uh, so they're basically filtering um, a ride girl punk through metal, you know, yeah, which yeah. is an unusual combination. They're, they're, they've got that ferocity of the, uh, and, and that protest uh, feel of the riot girls, but they're bringing that heavy sound uh, to it with the guitar. So it's a very strident uh, sound. The cover of this EP uh, I thought was fascinating. It's a wrecking ball taking out the Kaaba, which is an Islamic shrine in Mecca, mm. perhaps the most sacred shrine of all Islam. So yeah. when you do something like that, you are that—that that is a provocation, you know, yeah. and, and intentionally so. That's heavier than Miley Cyrus's yes. wrecking ball, that's for sure. Indeed, and I love this song. It's Aisha Kandisha, which is uh, named after a fearsome female figure a jinn or a genie in Moroccan folklore. So here's a woman, a very empowered woman, uh, yeah. a mystical figure, uh, taking charge of her life and, and, and taking over the world, essentially. Uh, Takbir with a song called Aisha Kandisha on Sound Opinions. That is Tech Beer with Aisha Kandisha uh, from a four-song EP 
that is now becoming more widely available, I, I think it's fantastic. I'm just uh, championing one-word responses to your picks this week. Uh, for Dead, it was anthemic. <laughs> for this, it was ferocious. Yes. And you said for us, we should interview these young women because that is a fascinating story, Greg. And we certainly hope they're continuing or able to continue to make noise. I'm, uh, I'm going to Brooklyn now, <laughs> mm-hmm. Indie Rock Central, but for a group called MAMA uh, that is led by two young women who first met in high school in Los Angeles. Uh, they have just released their second album, Household Name. They are not. Maybe they will become that. <laughs> they deserve to uh, because this is uh, angry but super melodic alternative rock uh, pop uh, of the uh, early 90s era. You know, I hear a lot of Veruca Salt here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Their other heroes include the Breeders. Um, You know, it's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on whether to illuminate at all um, who these young women are. One name, Allegra Weingarten. Um, She is the daughter now 20-something, mm-hmm. of Mark Weingarten, one of our old huh. peers. I love this band. I don't care, Dad. Uh, the hell with you. I'm sorry, Allegra, I even mentioned Dad, because she had gone through a what she calls a really messy, messy breakup. Mm-hmm. So on top of the uh, disorientation and disruption and pain of the pandemic was this heartbreak, and she just said, I channeled it all into motivation to make the record as best as it could be. Mm-hmm. I love this whole album. I'm going to play a track called Medicine. The music is the medicine for these young women who are dealing with issues in their lives, and I love it. Mama on Sound Opinions. Measuring doses Every day of the week I get with medicine album number two good stuff greg you got that uh quiet loud thing when you mentioned baruch uh, salt yeah. it uh, it all coming and the breeders yeah, you know for sure absolutely good to hear that stuff uh the next artist i wanted to look at is a woman named maeda uh she is a child of immigrants from liberia and west africa and uh she ended up in uh, minnesota mm. uh, where she's lived there for a good part of her adult life um She's put out a steady stream of recordings since 2016. Uh, widely broad range of, of uh, sounds, uh, influences, blues, gospel, neo-soul, R&B, and a good accomplished guitar player, mm-hmm. singer, guitarist. Uh, India Aria, a little bit of that kind of vibe that I'm thinking about. I'll, you know, t- I'll tip my hand. I was hearing a little Sade. Yeah, that too. The voice has that sort of same quality. The song that I'm going to play... Uh, is a song that she had originally released a few years ago in, in a band context and now has uh, given it an acoustic spin called Black Girl Magic. Hello, world, you've had a lot to say about who I am, and it hasn't been easy. Despite the ways you've tried to deny this, I'm going to tell you that my black life matters. She is, again, singing about uh, African-American women being the, you know, uh, in last place when it comes to recognition 
uh, in this country and, and many, in many places around the world. Chronically, yeah. And, and, and singing very eloquently about it. Beautiful song and uh, with an empowered lyric, Maeda with Black Girl Magic on Sound Opinions. Well, I was that little girl Learning hatred for my curls And I tried to burn them Maeda with Black Girl Magic, that name is spelled M-A-Y-Y-A-D-D-A. Go seek her out. She's got lots of music on the streaming platforms, if really, that is the way you choose to listen. Really strong messages, Greg. I wish the production was a little less slick. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, interestingly enough, it's one of her most stripped-down songs, so there's mm. not a ton of production on it, but I understand what you're saying. It's a... You know, it's it's pretty it, it's it's pretty sounding music with a powerful message. That's the way I, I think I'd phrase it. Um, we have given you a batch of buried treasures. We're going to have some more uh, later on, but uh, we want to know what you think. If you've got a buried treasure that you want to share, let us know in our Facebook group or leave us a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org, so we can play it in an upcoming show. Coming up, we share more buried treasures and hear your feedback on sound. And we are back. Let's pick up where we left off, digging out those buried treasures. And I believe I'm next, Greg. This is a very weird one. <laughs> I was talking about nepotism. I was talking about my, uh, I will add that my cynical New Jersey bred reporter turned Chicago reporter, I always look twice as hard uh, at the uh, somebody who knows somebody who got somewhere because <laughs> they knew somebody, right? Uh, but this duo, one, O-N-E, it's O period, N period, E period, uh, despite its uh, its credentials and connections, is well worth hearing because it is a mother-daughter group, think the Judds, in country music, hmm. but they are African-American. That's cool. Um, uh, Tekitha, the mom here, uh, is the voice that you hear all over Wu-Tang Forever, connections, friends, uh, pals with the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. And the daughter, Prana Supreme, uh, is also hip-hop royalty. Uh, she's uh, Riza's daughter. <laughs> wow, that's cool. How they wound up uh, leaving urban New York, Staten Island, specifically Wu-Tang Central, uh, for Nashville, mm-hmm. teaming up and making this uh, pretty trad uh, country music, but with an attitude. You know, when I'm saying trad, I mean, I'm even talking, listen to the fiddle mm-hmm. on this song <laughs> I'm going to play, Stuck in the Middle. They are not stuck in the middle. Obviously, they are outliers culturally, musically. And, uh, and just spiritually, you know, they have something to say. Uh, I am not the same chick on your playlist. Mm. I'm a smash hit, they're telling a non-believer. Uh, I, I'm really eager to hear what you think of this song. There's a little bit of cheese in it, but just the story and the attitude completely won me over. Uh, one, O-N-E, the duo, stuck in the middle. Am I the number one spot in your favorites? Only name up on your A-list. If you want this heart, better claim it I'm not here for your entertainment And I'm not some chick on your playlist I'm a smash hit that you remix Nah, this ain't some playground 
Stuck in the Middle, Greg, uh, by O-N-E, the duo. I gotta say, I was surprised when you mentioned Nashville. I didn't, I didn't research their background like you have, and uh, I just listened to the song. Uh, that is not a traditional country song. It doesn't no, fit in with the Nashville vibe at despite all. Despite the, the fiddle. I like that sort of woozy vibe at the start. I just thought it was a little, like, man, the, con- the production is very unconventional by most standard Nashville uh, Woozy, production uh, a word that always was associated, <laughs> yeah. but for different reasons with the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. O-N-E, by the way, stands for observant, noetic, and effervescent. Yes. I don't know go. what noetic is. Our producer should look that up for us. That's uh, right. N-O-E-T-I-C. I love it. I love it. Yep. It's cool. Um, I want to play uh, a band from South Korea now. Um, uh, I had mentioned them before on the show, I believe in connection with a South by Southwest appearance. Uh, remember when we used to go to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas? Remember when we used to go anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and saw some great bands down there. And uh, this band was one of them that made a huge impression on me. South Korea. Korean indie rockers. They had a breakout record in 2018 when we were together. Uh, that occurred while their original drummer, a, a fellow named Kang Semin, was in a coma. Mm. Uh, so they were uh, touring with a substitute drummer at that point. Semin uh, tragically died in 2019. Uh, and during that time, uh, they had plenty of time to reflect with the pandemic, etc. But their third album, The Last Thing Left, Uh, reflects heavily on his death. The most powerful song on the record, uh, to my mind, is the one I'm going to play here. Uh, It's kind of the centerpiece of the record, To Dream. It is the only, uh, it's a Korean band, but they largely sing in English. But in this song, uh, Sumi Choi, the lead singer, sings in Korean. Mm. And she said in an interview, one of the reasons she sang it in her native Korean was to uh, pay tribute to her fallen bandmate, a, um, but also because of the vulnerability in the song. Uh, it was almost too much to bear uh, to, to translate this. It had to be in, in the language that she knew the best. And she wanted to pay tribute to him in that way. The song starts out kind of, you know, she's got sort of a lulling, soft voice. But the song builds. Um, the vulnerability is there. You can feel it. But then it builds from this melancholy meditation into this big outburst of fuzz guitar mm. and scronky saxophone and this is it's a cathartic high point in the record you can almost feel them paying tribute to their late drummer but also celebrating him as well a beautiful song from say sumi the name of the band the song is called to dream from the last thing left album on sound opinions
That is Say Sumi to Dream on Sound Opinions. I'm going to share a thought about that later, but first, uh, Firefingers, Alex Claiborne, uh, ace looker-upper of things that we're too dumb to know. Noetic, Greg, relating to mental activity or the intellect. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> O-N-E, the duo, for teaching us a new word. Huh. We love our production team. We love to share the joy of uh, having them share great music with us. We've got, first up, Sol Delgadillo, our assistant producer. Sol, lay it on us. you got a buried treasure. I do. So um, I chose the band Hater and their new album, Sincere. They're a Swedish indie pop band, and they've been compared to bands like My Bloody Valentine and Slow Dive. Um Mm-hmm. And I actually found them via various promo copies that we got at like the record store that I work at. We need more Patreon supporters, mm-hmm. so Soul no longer has to have a part time <laughs> job. That would be ideal. That would be ideal. Yeah. Um, so, so these were coming in. Promo yeah, copies so, were coming in. Greg and I didn't sell mm-hmm. any. Yeah. <laughs> well, we keep the music and listen to it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so the song I chose is called Renew Reject. And I feel like with indie pop songs, it can be pretty hit or miss when it comes to performing it live. And although I've never heard the song mm-hmm. live and I don't really plan to, I just know that it would go so, so good live. Um, and that's why I love it. Okay. Renew Reject by Hater, a really cool pick by Soul Delgadillo. Sol Delgadillo, ace assistant producer, sincere by hater, renew, reject. All right, Sol, um, I have a question for you. You're what, uh, 13 years old? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, you're mid-20s, yes? Yeah, I'm going to be 25. Okay, and sincere by hater is from where? Uh, they are from Sweden, I believe. Sweden, and Greg just laid Seisumi on us from Korea. Mm-hmm. Greg... You know, hearing these two picks by Soul and by you, it's like, is this 1991? Not in the year that punk broke sense of grunge and Nirvana, but Ride and My Bloody Ride. Valentine and Slow Dive, the so-called shoegaze well, movement. When Soul mentioned uh, shoegaze as sort of the background of this, um, it made sense to me because I'm wondering, listen to re- how recessed those vocals are. Yeah. Who put who buries the vocals this deep in the mix? Shoegaze. Shoegaze did. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And you're hearing that now, and that's like that's kind of like it it, it runs against every trend in, in popular music right Today, now. Today, yeah. Thirty years later, after the heyday of that. Well, the idea that was stuff that is the, still seeping uh, into music. You, you know, know, the idea came from Brian Eno. Sorry, you know <laughs> uh, that the vocal is just one more element yeah. in a complex mix of sound. Soul, how did you become aware of shoegaze, given that uh, you weren't born when Greg and I were grooving on all those bands? Um, so I was actually through the record store. Like, I've, I've been working there since, you know, 2017. So it was very much like I was introduced to a bunch of music that my coworkers would play or um, stuff that customers would come in and recommend to us or promo copies that mm. we would get and things like that. Okay. That's all right. Cool. History by record store. Clerking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Soul is like Jack Black in, in High Fidelity. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. That, that's a great pick. And uh, 
Uh, we're always down for the shoegaze influence seeping in. And, and I love that it's global, Greg. Yeah. Korea and Sweden. Um, it, it's time to turn to the aforementioned uh, Firefingers, Alex, who keeps <laughs> us on the straight and narrow with facts. <laughs> Alex, uh, what's your buried treasure pick? So my buried treasure pick, um, I'm coming back to the United States, and it is an artist actually from um, one of our producers, Andrew Gill, his home state of Florida, um, and wow. her name is Ethel Kane. He doesn't admit that to many people. No, I think he's pretty, he's like from, you know, he's one of the good ones. <laughs> he's one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to any of our Florida listeners. Um, but no, uh, no. the artist I want to talk about is Ethel Kane, and she's from Tallahassee, Florida, and she now lives in Enterprise, Alabama. Um, and her music is like a dream pop, ambient, lo-fi vibe. And she grew up in a Southern Baptist household and her dad was mm. a deacon. Um, and also Ethel came out as trans when she was 20 and she's now 24. Wow. So she left the church uh, behind and she was really inspired to start making music a few years ago about the South, um, where she is obviously from and living and a lot about the themes of you know, poverty, uh, generational trauma, you know, religious themes, um, drugs, things like that. So things that she was seeing around her. Um, and her debut album actually recently came out in May. It's called Preacher's Daughter. Um, but I'm actually going to play a song from her 2021 EP called Inbred. Uh, and the song is called Crush. Notice how Alex is cheating, right? You know, some, sometimes we choose something that came out last year, and we get this email. Oh, you know, that came out last year. <laughs> but our producers well, are allowed. It's still it's a like the one-year kind of cushion. Yes. Um, no, but, and her new album is good, too, but this is the song that um, helped me discover her. So, And I've been kind of holding on to it for a little bit. And, of course, now that I bring her up, she was just announced as the opening act for Florence and the Machine for a leg of her tour. Wow, so cool. I was like, darn, I should have done this Maybe a little earlier. Um, <laughs> buried no more, perhaps. Uh, but so uh, this song crush... It, it, I, you know, going back to the sort of dreamlike reverberation of the vocals and the, and the sonic elements. And it's a little bit Lana Del Rey. Um, it's a little bit almost Halsey-ish as well. Um, but it's, you know, she talked about how the song is about her being a teen growing up living near a community college in Florida and kind of these dirtbag guys that would be going to the community <laughs> college and she would see them kind of, well, well, you know, I, skulking I gotta, around town. <laughs> I got to talk about the line that jumped out at me, Alex, <laughs> yeah. and made me fall, fall in love. He looks like he uh, works with his mm -hmm. hands and smells of Marlboro Red. That is a great writerly eye. Yes, she is a very literary. It almost reminds me sometimes of, you know, we talked about um, Adia Victoria with her Southern Gothic mm -hmm. album or somebody like Courtney Barnett who is very literary in the way that they depict a scene. And you can kind of, I picture this guy as Jeremy Allen White from The Bear and uh, from, <laughs> <laughs> from Shameless, like, right? Yeah. Like tattoos and he's smoking and he's kind of sweaty. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but, and so she's talking about, she's thinking about fantasizing about what it would be like to date one of these kind of dirtbag guys. Um, but yeah. I, I find this song to be great and people should definitely check out um, the rest of her EPs and, and catalog, so. Uh, this is the song right. Crush by Ethel Kane.
crushed by Ethel Kane. Don't you love when Alex is just super enthusiastic? Well, she's Which always is enthusiastic. 98% of the time. She's never yes. not enthusiastic. No. That's good. Well, well, somebody needs to be around here. Our, our other producer, Andrew Gill, is not enthusiastic. This is a really good pick he has, but it comes from a place of mourning. Andrew, explain to us. Yeah, I am just very, very sad that one of my favorite TV shows was just canceled. Uh, Joe Parra talks with you from Adult Swim. Yeah. There's three seasons that you can watch on HBO Max, but there won't be a fourth, at least in this form. Uh, so That show got Carmel through the pandemic. Uh, whenever she felt panicky, she would just watch Joe Parra. I know you felt the same way. Yeah. I don't, there was such buzz about it. What the heck is it canceled for? Yeah, yeah I know. Um, you know, it's a weird show that like shouldn't be as good as it is. <laughs> and yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that uh, Adult Swim, when they've greenlit this show and funded the first three seasons, they ever intended to have a show this like deep and meaningful and mm-hmm. and uh, ambitious with its aims. Because I really think that this show. Uh, is really kind of like trying to teach us how to live in these like confusing times and like yeah. giving you like a possible way to have optimism, you know, when it's very dark. But That is well said. You, you and uh, Alex are going to start your TV podcast someday. <laughs> Maybe Greg and I can just guest on it. Now, you got to explain because this is a piano instrumental. Yeah. So and the, Joe Para plays a music teacher. Yeah, right. So so the buried treasure, we've we've buried the lead in the buried treasure, is uh, <laughs> the song uh, Joe Para Sits With You by Holland Patent Public Library, which is on the soundtrack for season three of Joe Para Talks with you um and yeah it's an instrumental it's so that the show is just so sort of like kind of ethereal but it's it's set in the upper peninsula of michigan he plays a middle school choir teacher and so lots of the music is kind of ambient but the melodies are inspired by traditional folk um songs that a music teacher might teach a middle school choir in the upper peninsula yeah, of, yeah. of michigan well, wait a minute is para playing it no it's not it's not joe para playing the music uh it's a college classmate of his from uh, okay. from ithaca college a guy whose name is ryan dan yeah joe and and he met when they were both living in new york trying joe trying to make it in comedy Ryan trying to make it an indie rock. And um, Ryan started like accompanying Joe in stand up bits that he needed music for. And so when he got a TV show, he started, you know, helping him compose music for it uh, under the name Holland Patton Public Library. So mm-hmm. it's, um, well, I, you know, Joe Para should have a career on public radio. Oh, there yeah. Hour I mean, long national show every week from Joe Perra. Absolutely. Because he's yeah. our generation's, uh, or your generation, I'm old now, uh, you know, Garrison Keeler. Yeah, yeah. Ex- in some ways, only way cooler. Right. I was going to say, is that a compliment or not? <laughs> well, Garrison had his day. I mean, we, we, we need I that guess. voice. I uh, guess. Joe is aware of his own hokiness, but leans yes. into it, you know? And yes. um, so it's it's... It's a really weird, interesting line that shouldn't work but does. Um, and when it when it hits, it hits, you know. Here's to Joe Para. We we love him on Sound Opinions. <laughs>
That is Holland Patent Public Library. I, I gotta say, with that song, yeah, uh, Andrew, I've been when I heard it, I'm, I'm thinking of a George Winston-like figure in cotton socks playing that song <laughs> in a cold winter day in Upper Upper Michigan. Yeah. Is that good or bad? I, 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 <laughs> I actually have a few George Winston records. I mean, if you're in a particular mood, it's it's actually quite cool. I mean, yeah. I like it. You know, I mean, but it's got that vibe. But you haven't seen Joe Parrot, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, but right. that's what it reminded me of. For listeners who've never seen this show, if you want to watch one episode, go on HBO Max and find the episode Joe Parrot reads you the church announcements from the first season. It's when he <laughs> yeah. he uh, he hears Baba O'Reilly for the by the Who for the first time and freaks yeah. out for ten minutes. And uh, if that you is- love <laughs> if you like sound opinions, you'll love that episode. So yeah, that is really brilliant. Do you have a buried treasure we need to hear? It's got to be as good as Andrew's just was. Leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org, or tell other listeners about it in our Facebook group. When we come back, Greg and I will share our final buried treasures picks, and we'll hear from some of you via listener calls. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. And we're back. We've got two more Buried Treasures picks each before we turn the show over to our listeners. Jim, you're next. Greg, I hate to be a cliche, but uh, the Venomous Pinks, man, you know I'm going to love it, right? I think this one came to me via Uncle Jim Testa, long-running dean of New Jersey fanzine (laughs) writers. Uh, And they are, I am assuming that uh, these young women, it's a female trio, the Venomous Pinks, they write their own press releases because at various points they describe themselves as if Bikini Kill and TSOL musically collided in a Russ Meyer movie. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm hooked. And then in another part of their website they say if Joan Jett had daughters raised on the buzzsaw guitar of Johnny Ramone, you'd have the Venomous Pinks. And indeed, I can't do better than that. Uh, These young women are based in Arizona. This is their first full album. I'm playing a song that has a timeless message that epitomizes who they are, that epitomizes what all great rock and roll is. Mm. No rules. They don't want your stinking rules, Greg. (laughs) They ain't going to follow them, right? They are charting their own way, although it is a familiar sound. It is uh, a timeless, immortal, and wonderful sound. No Rules by the Venomous Pinks. No rules, no quarter, no mercy. I, I you know, all right. Well, they, they got me. I have to say, you didn't even, you know, I didn't know that you were going to talk about the Joan Jett thing. But the first thing I wrote down when I listened to that song was Joan Jett. Joan Jett, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, and that's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no. Give, it, give me more Joan Jett. I always say more Joan all Ex- the time. Exactly. Um, this uh, band that I'm going to play next also wears some of its influences on its sleeve, but I don't mind as long as the song is great. Um, that's, that's what matters to me. It's a band called Dummy out of L.A. It's a quintet. They had their debut album 
uh, mandatory enjoyment uh, out last year. And this is a new single called Mono Retriever. Um, you, Jim, as a student of crowd rock, as am oh, yeah. I, uh, you'll recognize that Motorik groove in this Motorik, song. Stereo Those Lab. Shoegaze again. Let's, mm -hmm. uh, let's shout out to Soul. Here's another shoegaze influence yeah. creeping into contemporary music. And they've got this counterpoint male-female vocal thing going on, which I love. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, intersecting vocal lines. They're not exactly overlapping, and it's kind of like they're almost conversing in real time. Uh, and, and they're talking about environmental issues. Not that you would notice because you're too busy bouncing along to the song. It's, it's a fun song to dance to and uh, a perfect summer song. Crank this up when you're cruising around in your $6 a gallon uh, car. <laughs> Yeah, you know? you know, I mean, how does the environmentalism square? Motorik was intended to evoke speeding along That's the right. German autobahn. on a highway playing this, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe, but, you know, it could work for the train, too. Yeah, you know, and maybe just on headphones in your, you know, in your room. Yeah, there you go. Here's, uh, here's a band called Dummy with Mono Retriever, a new single from Dummy. That is Dummy. Mono Retriever is the song. Check them out from uh, L.A. New album coming out later this year, apparently. Good stuff, uh, Greg. And I'm going to do the Alex thing and go back to 2021 for A Buried Treasure by a band named Crumb. I kept seeing this band's name pop up. And see, I don't think this is cheating. Because although their second album, Ice Melt, came out last year, they were thoroughly and completely derailed by the pandemic. Mm. So was everybody, right? And now this is their summer. For all intents and purposes, it's as if this second album just came out because they're on a lot of festival bills. They're getting written about now. And now is their time. This is uh, a Brooklyn quartet. Uh, the four members met while attending Tufts University. Uh, two EPs and one album preceded where they are now, which is a really accomplished mix of, again, that, you know, 60s psychedelia updated with the 90s attitude, a.k.a. shoegaze, uh, but also a lot of jazz and, and some freeform indie rock and a little bit of sad girl indie that's what many practitioners call it, not me. Um, you know, it, it's this mix of very current sounds and very classic and timeless sounds. And, uh, you know, they were pinging my radar so often because of rave reviews uh, on the festival circuit and out there now uh, promoting this album. It's like, I got I to gotta check this out. It's like, how could we have missed this up to now? So, uh, Crumb, from Brooklyn, a song called Balloon. That is Balloon 
by Crumb. Had you heard of them? No, Crumb? I had not. And I have to say that was my favorite track of yours this, oh. the, in this round. Um, you know, I, I was intrigued by the production uh, right away. Uh, again, unconventional, that murky murkiness in the, in, in the vibe from the start. But then the way everything collapses at the end. Yeah. I yeah. just really dig that part. You know, it's yeah, just totally unexpected. Apart. Chaos. And it just falls apart. I, I, I like that quite a lot. Um, I'm going to go to a guy who's making very orderly records, very understandable records. Again, uh, like the previous band I just played, Dummy, and not reinventing anything, but again, uh, a great song. There's also a great backstory here because the guy who made this record, it's basically a one-man band. Mm. This guy, Andy Pastelaniak, is a longtime drummer in the San Francisco scene. We know those guys, those gals. They're just kind of like the go-to for whatever instrument they may happen to play in their local scene. Yeah, and they play with a brilliant, you know, billion bands, yeah. and they're you can see them on stage three super, times a week. <laughs> super reliable guy. Yeah, never going to make you know make a huge gigantic living on it, but it's it's just like they love what they do, and the people in their scene love what they do, mm. so they're on call all the time. And this guy sort of has that role. You know, he's like he was in his late thirties as he was making this record, right? Mm. Um, what I love about the story, okay, so he's a drummer, but he right. really doesn't play anything else. He um, loves the idea of arranging and producing. He's a huge fan of, you know, that jangly Birdsian pop from the 60s and the post-punk of the 80s. Let's meld that jangle with the drive, the propulsion. Huh. See, I was hearing much more Brit influence. I was thinking if the laws jammed with the undertones. Well, there you go. You can hear all of that in this record. But he basically, from what I can understand from the interviews I've read, you taught yourself a bunch of instruments. Mm. You know, taught, to make taught yourself how to play a yeah. bunch of instruments to make a record by yourself. Wow. The pandemic gave you the opportunity <laughs> to sit in your room and work on this uh, no port gigs. portable, you know, this little tape recorder that your, you know, one of your friends gave you a few years ago, and you made this record yeah. in your bedroom. And I just thought, it's just such a cool story. Yeah. Some guy in the late 30s, you know, Teaching himself new skills. You can yeah. reinvent yourself yeah. at any point in your life. And this guy did. His price probably just went up when he's filling in on <laughs> yeah. drums. Right, exactly. Now he wants to arrange and do yeah. the lead vocals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the name of the band that he gave himself is One Man Band, Chime School. Here's a track from the Chime School LP. It's called It's True on Sound Opinion. That's It's True from the one-man band Chime School. Great job, Andy Pastelaniak, on your debut album. Greg, I, I think his story underscores uh, uh, the ongoing devastation. It's not like we haven't talked about this, uh, but, but, but I think the ramifications are still uh, being felt. You know, with nothing to do for more than two years, when this guy is gigging consistently all the time, you know, you can sit at home and be miserable and, and right. do, do abusive things to yourself, you know, revel in depression, or you can, like, say... Damn it, I'm not going to let this stop me. Absolutely. Well, I think we just gave you uh, a dozen records, plenty of records to choose from in terms of uh, reinventing yourself someday. And it's all free <laughs> on the interwebs. Yes, right. <laughs>
That wraps up our list of buried treasures, and now we want to hear from you. Leave us a message on soundopinions.org about a buried treasure you want to share. If you do, you could be featured on an upcoming episode, like these listeners. New messages. Hey guys, this is Ben calling from Denver, Colorado. Big fan of the show. My favorite question song is What If We All Stop Paying Taxes by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Great song, incredible artist, and yeah, rest in peace, Sharon Jones. Tell me what in the hell we're paying taxes for. Well, what if we all stop paying taxes? Now, what if we all stop paying taxes? Hey, Jim and Greg, this is Chris calling from Brooklyn, New York. Just wanted to submit one of my favorite albums of the year so far. It's Lifted by Trombone Shorty on Blue Note Records. I think this is the first album of his that I've thoroughly enjoyed front to back. Really strong songwriting, probably his best songs so far. And they've done an amazing job of bringing the energy of his live shows to bear in the recording. The musicianship is outstanding and love some of the features on this album. I think in particular, the song with Gary Clark Jr. is fantastic. We need all the joy we can get this year. So thanks so much for the great show. Really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Tim from Chicago, and my album of the year so far is Soak by the band Tummy Ache. I think it perfectly captures a lot of what we all have been feeling in the past two years, especially the song Alive Again. Thanks. Love the show. No more messages. Thanks to everybody who sent us their opinions. Everybody's a critic, Greg. We embrace that notion. We champion it. To be featured on the show, leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. Mr. Cott, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we have a fascinating discussion with music journalist Fred Goodman, who's written, a, uh, I think, the quintessential book on rock movies. Uh, this will be the standard bearer for yeah. all future discussions about the great uh, rock films. Uh, Fred has done an overview of it. We're going to talk to him about the best and the worst of uh, music on film. Uh, and don't forget to check out our bonus podcast feed wherever you get podcasts. Indeed, Greg. Good stuff with Fred Goodman. Good stuff on the bonus podcast, always. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, and our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo. Our social media consultant is Katie Cott. 